And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan and uh, on this week's episode we will be going to our usual the lotto segments, we'll be going to Instagram Interactive, we'll be having a chat about Gaelic players that you know uh, are getting the headlines at the minute and maybe for the wrong reasons in, in our eyes. Um, we would have thought that they would have been getting the headlines for playing Gaelic, not for playing other sports. Davey you know what I'm on about. We'll come back to that in a few minutes because we're delighted uh, to have a man from Trim uh, with us here tonight, the one and only Beano Dowling. Um, he has come up with a great fundraiser for the Trim GA Club. And uh, Davey, we're going to bring him in to uh, to speak about it, but we have been warned by the PRO Kenny Morgan that you know we'll have to we'll have to have the my finger will have to be near the mute button every so often because it he tends to like to talk a bit like myself and yourself. He could take our limelight, Davey. He talks a good game, in fairness, but he, he can he can walk the walk as well when he wants to, Mickey. I've seen him in action. Um, but yeah, great to have Bino. I mean, it's a, it's a very unique fundraiser that Trim are, are you know rolling out um, and one that incorporates a whole host of different sports. And I suppose that probably summarises Bino in many sense too. I know he's a big GA man and, and great hurler and footballer, but he does like to dabble in other sports as well. So it, it probably fits the bill. Yeah, yeah, as you said, he is a dual player. He's studying journalism in college at the moment. He's recently started his own podcast for his course. And uh, the biggest, I suppose, uh, nugget about about the, the Beano Dowling is he is the face of Lenehan's pub in Trim. When it does open up back up, he will be the man behind the bar and we'll all be over there having a few points. But Beano, we're after giving you a massive introduction. Uh, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm great, lads. Thanks very much. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, it's great to <laughs> be on. Is that fairly accurate now, all that? Now, you are the face of Lenehan's, you are studying journalism, you've started a new podcast, and of course, you've come up with this massive fundraiser for the club. Yeah, no, I, I didn't come up, I actually didn't come up with the fundraiser. I was just asked to give a dig out in, in promoting it and, and, and giving it a hand and getting it out there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's um it's been a good it's been a nice week trying to get this organised and it's been enjoyable actually. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, how many people kind of fi- figure their way out with this one. It's 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 quite a tough one actually. In fairness, it's a, it's a very unique fundraiser, as David was saying. But I mean, it's it's a fair test of knowledge now with this. Yeah, I've seen I've seen I've seen a few uh, uh, different clubs across the country doing these types of ones before. But do you want to give us a, an insight into it and give us some of the details of how the whole thing works? Yeah, so basically it's um. They're all available on all our all the cl- all the club's social media out, uh, outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and the and the works, and uh, brings it just to a link through clubs app, and just it's 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 twenty five events 
over the course of the whole year um, and it's to pick obviously pick the winner of each one now each each event is uh, graded in such a way that uh, they give you four options based on the four current market leaders in each sport uh, or for for the event and then if you if there is an other option then that you can pick a separate option if you want as opposed to the top four so it's not as if if, if everyone picks Dublin to win the All-Ireland Football Final that everyone gets the same score you know they kind of graded it that if you pick Kerry and they seem to, and they win it you'll get a actually six points if you pick Dublin you only get five so it's to try and help it out that outsiders and other things can get into it as well so uh, um, so, so it kind of goes by odds nearly like yeah. uh, like the way the way the court town did their GA predictions if you picked Dublin to win the All-Ireland you, you were getting lower points they were getting two points and then Mead to win Leinster was probably six or eight points or whatever so you know you have to maybe uh, uh, plot your way through it yeah, so it was. Ba- I I I was in charge of looking after that sort of segment of it, and, and the the easiest guide for it was was going by the odds and maybe like oddschecker.com and these sort of things and just comparing them. And um, some of the tournaments will actually offer you to pick the individual option of your choice, especially for golf events, because if you're if you just have an other button for golf, if there's sixty four players and one of the top four doesn't win it, there's going to be fifth. There's going to be every player that every person that picks that is going to get nine points, and it's going to make it's 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 going to make a lot of sort of uh, work for us as a backroom as, as who's working behind the scenes so we try to limit it as much as possible but uh, it goes from a load of events Cheltenham top jockey to the uh, trainer of the, the winning trainer of the Grand National to baseball to Aussie rules to golf to soccer to GEA uh, with the Women's Rugby World Cup is in there there's the Camogie the Ladies Football there's the Champions League there's the Rugby League World Cup the Ryder Cup and then there's the four Mead Championships the Hurland Football LGFA and Camogie so it's we try to localise it as well yeah, it, like, like it's absolutely brilliant. Like for someone like me, I like I wouldn't have any knowledge of of horse racing or of uh, of a lot of the sports that you mentioned in there, and um, the golf, the football, um, maybe there's probably F one thrown in there as well, is there, and stuff like that. Uh, there is, yeah, Formula yeah. One, yeah. So Wimbled- Wimbledon is in there as well, Tour de France. So there's plenty of um, there's plenty of sports in there. I think there's 25 events. I think there's. 12 or 13 sports in between all the 25 events so it's brilliant brilliant Davey you um, you keep an eye on all sports you're just one of those lads who just enjoys a bit of everything um, you'd fancy yourself for this one yeah I have a couple of things I want to just uh, grill Bino on and, and one of which is the Europa League and the selection of winners and you have Man United 5 points Spurs 6 points Milan 7 points Napoli 8 points and Arsenal aren't even in the Little in segment, the oh, they're just yeah. in the other bracket, you know. I'm not happy about that. Um, and then <laughs> interestingly enough, for the Mead Hurling Championship for 2021, the favorites for it are actually trim, would you believe, with five points and Retoth are six. So, obviously, the 2020 final hasn't been played, but that's that might be a nice indication if people are sitting on the fence which way they may side for the 2020 final when trim do eventually play Retoth, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, all those championships are picked based upon the four semi-finalists in each of them last year. And since the Trim GA, since it is a Trim GA fundraiser, if I didn't put Trim as the favourites, I think I might have gotten a bit of trouble. So I kind of had to put them in there for just the minimum amount because I'd imagine that anyone from Trim would would be picking Trim in that uh, segment. I'd be very disappointed with someone who didn't. And, and as, Bino, for Arsenal, as for Arsenal, just yeah, he, he wants an explanation of the whole Arsenal thing as well. He just researched the odds and they just weren't good enough to be there. So I just that's all I could do. <laughs> Well, I know if we do one with the We Are Mead team, that could turn into a bit of a debate between Mickey and myself because obviously United are still in it and, you know, they're the favourites down as, as yours. But I'd be looking for the bit of value there, Bino, but we'll, we'll come back to that. I mean, 
when when is the cutoff for it? I mean, is it the start of Cheltenham? Is that the is that the benchmark then for getting entries in? Yeah, the Monday night before Cheltenham starts is the uh, is the cutoff point. Is the I think it's the fifteenth of March is that Monday, so it's that evening. I think it's around seven or eight o'clock that evening is the is the cutoff point. So it's um you've three three weeks and two days or whatever it is to 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 get your entries in. So there's loads of time to do all your research and look at all your videos and get everything sorted that you want to you to to get to get your answers in for this. And huge and prize know, money as well. Sorry, like fifteen hundred. Yeah, like thousand quid first prize. Serious. I know it's a fair. It's it was a fair. Um, that 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 was a big debate. All right, as to how much you'd put out for a prize. But I mean, for an event such as this, with such like there, there is like a good bit of deal. But it, now, bear in mind, also like a fella could just pick these at random and win it. Like you know what I mean. And then there could be the likes of us who could sit and study it for three days and have nothing. I get nothing out of it. I mean, it's the same with everything. But at the same time, for twenty five events, for like you're, we're trying to base it off an average of you know, obviously how many people are going to enter it, and and hopefully I think we're in the process of looking at, at someone hopefully that maybe might sponsor it as well. So that would obviously give a, a dig out there and and in that regard so i mean it, it's a fair um the prize money is great so hopefully that attracts a lot of people into into doing it as well as the fundraising part of it as well you know and just for the listeners as well Bino, how much is it to enter if they haven't already gone on to your social media pages it's 20 quid to enter for the whole thing so um the link when you click on the link on our on the on the social media pages it'll bring you to the competition thing so you fill in your name and your email for your receipt and that and you fill in your answers and then when you click to submit your form it'll bring you to a page then to, to pay your 20 quid so um that's that's how that works yeah really good value so it is and uh, it'd be well worth uh well well worth doing it for sure um uh you just need 40 people to enter it to cover the first prize is there more than one one prize in it um you know uh, there's three prizes, yeah. I think the second prize is 100 is 500 quid, and third prize is 250. I think so. Obviously, with the with the whole point system and that, it'll all just be graded then. And who obviously the highest points at the end of it is the winner. So yeah, it'll be it'll be a really interesting one to follow. And and when is the last event? When is the last final? Or uh, I actually don't know what's the last event is. I know that the Aussie Rules Grand Final runs into October, so that could be, I think, the end of it. I'm not sure when the Rugby League World Cup is. I'm not sure when the Women's Rugby World Cup is. So they're, most of them are all in the summer. Wimbledon, the Euros, the Formula the Formula One ends, I think, in September, October as well. So they're kind of what you're at there. Unless, unless of course, the Meads Championships run on a bit later into that. I don't know. It depends, obviously, on when the GA come back. So, but at the moment, it's looking at the likes of one of those, maybe the Formula One or the Aussie Rules. And I said, I'm not sure when those Rugby World Cups or the Women's Rugby World Cup is on. So, um, judging by judging by 2020, uh, the Mead finals, those four finals could be played in 2025 or something. Yeah, you <laughs> <He> wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still, look, it'll be it'll be a really good um, fundraiser to enter. And uh, David Erskine is licking his lips already. He's, I can see him. Look, he's studying different things on the list already. Like he's, he, like he's gonna he's gonna have high hopes here, Bino, you know, of, of of doing really well and and being in the top three. Well, he portrays himself as being a very knowledgeable, knowledgeable man at all, covering all angles of sport. So I'd be very disappointed now if he wasn't in the top three. It's all part of the illusion, Bino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bino, we said it at the start, you're, you're a dual player. And of course, um, you are uh, playing for Trim Hurlers who, and, and you haven't played your... your tw- that, that was what I was alluding to. The 2020 final hasn't been played yet. You just have to play Rathout in that 2020 Senior Championship final. And... Uh, well, how how he is preparing, or how he is even staying motivated at the moment for that? Yeah, well, look, I mean, it, it was very disappointing at the time when they did call off the final because, like, it was it was a bit of a, 
I could like at the time it was very understandable the decisions to why they would do it. And I mean, a couple of things obviously went completely out of control and, and the, the spread and that. And I mean, actually, Trim, we got a bad hit around that time as well. So, I mean, it, it was obviously a very understandable decision. But as I said, it's very disappointing because it's like... Was that was that the ball in the bracky lads on the way home from the final maybe stopped and Trim and dropped off a bit of uh, COVID? Is that, is that what happened there? Yeah, just rubbing more salt in the wounds that were on the way back. <laughs> yeah, um, left, left. The only thing they gave you was COVID. COVID. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like... It's it's we don't know when the game is going to be played. Look, we we obviously in December when restrictions were lifted to level three or whatever it was at the time, we were able to go up and do a bit of non-contact training, and you know we were up there just you know working away, just trying to keep hurling because obviously it's important to do that as well. And and we got to the stage then where obviously the, towards the end of the month it was called off, and we had a meeting, we had a, we had an outdoor meeting on the twenty seventh or eighth of December, and we were told that Damien Griffin had called and said, "Look, lads, the game won't be played. It's ninety percent chance it won't be played until June or July." So. I mean, that's obviously a bit of a kick as well because it's just it's it seems like a never-ending cycle. You know, we could get a phone call now in three weeks' time and be told it's not going to be played till December, and then of course it could be I don't know. You know, it's just. But I mean, it's probably the only thing, the only positive I can take out of it is that in these times now, with all these delays that are coming in, it's probably the only thing that keeps the lads motivated to do stuff, to go running, and to to join on Zoom sessions and that because it's something that you're aiming at. Whereas other teams maybe mightn't have that, and and it's probably even harder for them to stay motivated because they don't know when they're going to get back training, they don't know when they're going to play a game again. So I mean, we're probably lucky that that's there, but at the same time, I think the game should have been played like behind closed doors. It's 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 always going to be there. Now it's going to affect all the plans. It's going to, it could turn into a right mess now coming into the summer. You don't know when it's going to be played, and it's just it's it's disappointing that it wasn't sorted out in October. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just, just before I ask you a couple of things about your own course, um, the football side of things, and I don't want to open up too many wounds here, but obviously looking back to the intermediate final, disappointing end of a year was a cracking game of football, probably the best game of football we've seen in, in a long, long time in Mead. But uh, Kevin Riley coming in now, new slate, everybody kind of starting afresh and kind of has an even keel now to try and improve him. Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's it's probably it's it's a it's a great um it's a great addition now to the club. I think Kevin is like obviously he he he's been he's been he's certainly been around the block all right. He he's been a fair seasoned outfit now with Meads, and and he's he knows how to get to the to the promised land of winning the senior championship. So I think that a guy like him is probably what Trim need at the moment. I think his mentality is very good. He he's very positive in what he says. You know, we got up there for a couple of times in December, and he and you know he was. The, the training sessions he was bringing about and, and the guys he is with him is is very good. He is he is Kieran Giblin and Paul Gilson who are managers of the, the the Premier Two site that won the championship last year and um he's a few other lads coming in. So look it's just, it's it's an exciting time, I suppose, whenever as I said, whenever we don't know when we're gonna get back. But I mean it's it is it's a it's a level playing field now everyone's got something to play for. So I think that that's that's probably another thing that kind of keeps in the back of lads' heads now when they're doing all this that they're trying to uh they're trying to get in there. They're trying to get their name on that sheet. They're trying to get into the 26. They're trying to get into the 15, whatever it is. So I think it's an exciting time. Uh, it's, it's what I'm looking forward to it now when we get back in, in, on the pitch, hopefully soon enough. Mm. And, and as Mickey said at the start, you are a journalism student and you know, you've know you wrote a few pieces for the Irish field. You have a big interest, obviously, in horse racing and sport in general too, with your own podcast, which has kicked off in recent months as part of the course. 
Yeah, just one of the one of the girls on the course um, from Sligo rang me in, in November and said that um, obviously through journalism and, and the college radio and that that uh, there'd be a big connection there. And one of the people on the course was was station manager and just gave everyone a call and said, look, listen, we're looking for people just to fill in gaps on the timetable. And she said, we'd, we'd be interested in doing a show. And I said, yeah, 100%. So, you know, we go live there every Wednesday between 12 and 1 and, and the, the show gets podcasted then on, on, a, on a Wednesday evening. So it's... It's 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 great. I actually really enjoy it. I mean, it's it's something I've always been had an interest in, and and I and obviously it's it's great. You can talk scutter for an hour, like it's a bit like what the two E do on a, on a weekly basis. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. So, uh, like, so yeah, it's good. It's good old crack, you know. I enjoy it there, and, and we've we've good old debates and just just talk about whatever whatever whatever's going on we try and just change it up we don't want to be too original it's all well and good sitting there and talking about who's playing when in the Premier League but everybody knows that so you just try and cover different angles and stuff like that and cover a few different sports just to keep everyone in the loop and interested you know so it's it's, it's exciting I, I really enjoy doing it What's the name of that podcast uh, Bino and where can we find it? Yes, the podcast is called The Sports Lane it's available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can find it and um, there was a couple of special episodes thrown in we did a few Super Bowl things and we try and just specialise in a few events as they come up in that so um, yeah it's, it's pretty exciting so I really enjoy it Who would you back for the Super Bowl? I backed I backed the winners I backed Tampa Bay to win it actually Buccaneers um, Yeah so um, I was, was pretty happy with that obviously collected a few quid but um, yeah, yeah a, couple so, of, a couple of my mates backed them as well now I'm not big into it or anything like that but I've been listening to the podcast that they did down in Cavan it's actually the, our sister podcast with Paul Fitzpatrick and Damien Donoghue and uh, Paul had backed them from before the semi-final or something and uh, got them at a really good price and even going into the final I still think that they were they may have been five to three or something like that would that be right? I, I backed them at, I backed them at uh, six to four I think it was or something around that I got them at like to win the game because Kansas City were I think the spread was minus three at even money, so like it was, yeah. they were they were a fair price. Like so, I mean, it was. Um, I was delighted. Now, yeah, they, they, they and they were fully deserved of it as well. It was great. Yeah. What about Tom Brady? Sure. I mean, what can you what can, what can you not say about that man? I mean, if there's ever a sportsman in the world that has achieved everything, I mean, it's. I understand his field is very limited, but he's a fair athlete. Like first three years of age, and he's still playing at that top level. I mean, he's an inspiration. If any man ever struggles with trying to get your head right for for playing football even even you can relate so much to that man like a football hurling just look at him and what he's done and if he doesn't inspire you I don't know what will because I mean he's a fair fair operator he's a brilliant player he's he's enjoy he's actually you just watch games just to watch him play you don't you might even you might even have an interest in the sport yeah Mick, Mickey might, needs no um <laughs> no, he's catching up on him don't be a girl to him I just like you know I, I look I, I look at Tom Brady and I still say you know, my, my phone is on, uh, Andy. My phone is always on, Andy. Um, you know, I'm, I'm ready and willing. I'll play till I'm 45 as well, just like he will. Um, but uh, yeah, I love I love the way that uh, American football, the only thing I like about it is, is that, that it's not ageist. Well, <laughs> um, Bino, come here, look, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Best of luck with your podcast, the sports lane it's out on Wednesday evenings on Spotify and all the usual outlet, uh, outlets uh, iTunes and the whole lot again with the club uh, best of luck in your hurling final and best of luck with the football and year ahead with your new manager of course Kevin Riley but the big thing is at the moment with Trim GA is pick the winner it is their big um, fundraiser uh, that they're doing at the minute it's 20 euro entry it's 25 local national and international sporting events and you get to pick your winner or decide who you think is going to win each of them. The first event is on the 16th of March, which is Cheltenham. 
and uh, there's some lovely prizes. Thousand euro for the winner, three hundred for second, two hundred for third. I know Bino may have accentuated those prizes for second and third, but um, I'll give you the proper details on that. But again, it's a really good one, and it'll keep you interested across the whole summer. So, Bino, thanks a million for coming on to the podcast with us here this evening. Thanks a million, lads. Here's Bino. Brilliant stuff. Um, Davey, uh, great lad. Yeah, yeah, he's a real character, you know, and uh, as, as you've seen, he is some man to talk, so Kenny Morgan was fairly justified in what he said, but uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a great lad, and he's a great ambassador for the club too, you know, he's the only young man you do forget as well, and um, I, I always kind of admire young people getting involved in that side of things with their, with their respective clubs, do you know what I mean, Mickey? It's, it's all well and good playing and, you know, asking for different things, but when you actually roll the sleeves up and get involved in the off the field stuff, I think it's great from a young age, you know, and it'll really stand to him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, he loves his horse racing, um, but loves all the other sports as well. But he's big into that at the moment. And of course, he's had a couple of um, of pieces um, documented in the Racing Post, was it? The Irish the Field. The Irish Field, yeah. Mm-hmm. So best of luck to Bino and best of luck to Trim with their upcoming uh, fundraiser. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046-955-1910. Okay, moving on, Davey. We're going to, uh, just before we go on to our lotto on our Instagram, we did mention this at the start of the podcast. You know, we're getting mixed messages at the moment about a certain player, um, Jimmy Corcoran. Um, you know, uh, he, he, he was supposed to have gone into the Mead panel, but then we got news there during the during the week or yesterday or whatever that he had signed for Wexford um, soccer team and then we see that he played against Toronto United so I just I was devastated when I heard this news Well I can reassure people uh, that he is still very much involved with the Mead senior football team uh, in addition to his his new voyage with Wexford youths um, so it's not all as it seems I believe Wexford only train once a week which means that he's going to be able to do both um, he hasn't been me. They're obviously doing their individual programs at the minute, and you know Jimmy yeah. is fully involved in that. And I know he played today against Rotherham United and that. But the fact that it's only once a week, um, he's only gone nineteen, you know, in the last week or two as well. Um, my understanding is that that he's going to be part of the Mead setup, and despite signing for Wexford Utes, I don't think that's going to affect that in the slightest. The only thing you could imagine is that there there could be a clash. But again, the vast majority of Wexford's games are going to be on Friday nights um, with the very, very few going to be on the Saturday and Sunday. So that's the only potential for a clash. And also the fact he's a goalkeeper. I'm not, I'm not saying it's... but it, it's He's not an outfielder, so it, it does kind of give him the option to possibly play the two. And I believe he's going to try his, his utmost to do both of them. Yeah, now my fear was not that he was going to be playing soccer. My fear was that he was going to commit to soccer and not commit to Gaelic. So that's really good news. And, um, you know, I, I, if I was a manager myself, I would always encourage players to play different sports. And, um, you know, a, a lot of GA managers don't like soccer at all. 
But I remember when I was playing for Cavan, I think it was in 2010 or 2011, and uh, Val Andrews was over us at the time. And I was playing soccer for OMP, but I was playing Gaelic for Cavan. To, or for Cavan. And uh, he, he's, I came to, I went to him and I said, you know, and I, and I was, at this stage, I would have been a mainstay in that team and whatever. Mm. And I went to him and I says, look, I play soccer. Is it, should I give it up and whatever? And he goes, no. He says, if you play basketball, I want you to keep playing it. If you play soccer, he says, now, obviously, if they collide, you have to come to the Gaelic. He says, but if they don't collide, you go and play your soccer. And if you play basketball, if you play badminton, if you play squash, I want you playing all of them. And the reason w- what that he saw was that you bring the skills from all of those other sports into the Gaelic and use them in different ways and, you know, try and adapt your game around them. And it was funny because about three weeks after that, we were playing against Derry in the, uh, in the, the McKenna Cup. And um, I, I scored a, a soccer-style goal. I, I stopped the ball. I backfield the ball on the end line, uh, put it through your man's legs because there was no point in picking it up. And then rifled it into the net. And he came over to me after the game and he said, "He said, Mickey, that is why I wanted you to continue on with your soccer." So you know, it, there's not too many managers out there that would see that. Like Sean Boylan was another one who had. Uh, who always tried to bring in other skills. Like the year that Meath um, uh, spent the year playing basketball down in Gormanstown and swimming. Do you remember that one? Like yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah. 90, that was 91, I think. Oh, I, um, I think it was after, wasn't it? No, I think it was 91 that they spent that whole year because uh, they were all injured and, and, and whatever. Mm. So they were swimming yeah, yeah, and playing yeah, sorry, basketball yeah. in Gormanstown and they played 10 games that year as well. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and fellas thought he was off his rocker, like so. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a little side note. But I, I just would love, I would love for Jimmy Cole, and not only that, but playing at that level with the soccer would will will help him going forward as well into the meat team. You know, like constantly playing soccer at a high level, coming back into meat. It's a high level of Gaelic football as well. So you know. Well, well, you have to you have to remember, Mickey, as well, that at the minute soccer is classed as an elite sport. So he's training collectively with the guys and playing, whereas Mead obviously aren't at the moment. So they're yeah. all doing their bits individually, which is grand. But he's in an, an environment now that everybody is training together. So there's that competitive edge to it. He's at he's 19 years of age. He's just gone 19 years of age. So like, I, I think the more he does now to keep himself fit and and as you say, the other skills into it I think the better and the fact that he's involved in what you could classes if not a professional but a semi-professional environment I think that's only going to bode well for him and the fact that he's still eligible for the 20s as well whether that gets the green light or not I don't know but it's great to see that I suppose Andy and, and the management team in there are open to the idea of him juggling both at the same time for as long as it lasts obviously you know at the minute it's grand and, and there may come a time where he has to make a decision but so be it you know enjoy it while it lasts yeah, 100%. And, and, and uh, we do hope that, uh, you know, he will be a part of that team. We're not saying that our goalkeepers aren't good enough or whatever at the moment, but we've just, we've had problems in that position over the last couple of years. And, you know, to have a, a steady hand in there that's going to be there constantly and be there for the long haul would be absolutely brilliant as well. So um, best luck to Jimmy Wexford. And with me, Dave, we're going to move on to our lotto segment and um, you will have at this stage sent out the message to all the PROs to get the lotto uh, results or the, the lotto f- um, jackpots for this week. And uh, we'll run through them just now. 
yeah, first one up is Slay and GFC, Mickey, and um, their next jackpot is at 5,250. Last week's one of 5,225 was not one, so that rolls on. Uh, Old Castle GFC, it's it's one of the growing ones in the county week by week. Um, theirs is currently at 10,900 in Old Castle, and it takes place every Wednesday night live on Facebook. Uh, you can play... Both of those, incidentally, on Club Force. Drumcondrick uh, GFC is next, and theirs is currently at 7,500. Theirs is um, on on Tuesday nights um, and can be played online. Link is in all of their social media homepages. Uh, my own Cortain GFC, 5,600 currently. Uh, no winner of last week's 5,500 euro jackpot. We picked out our fourth fo- a trolley dash finalist, which wasn't ourselves, unfortunately. But I think there's three more chances to get in every Friday night live on Facebook at 10 p.m. Uh, Gail Conkill capped at 12,000. So it rolls on to this Thursday. Um, they have a match three and win or share of 150 so if you match three you get 150 or you share the prize if more than one person gets that um kilmainham gfc four and a half thousand it takes place every monday night clonard uh theirs takes place monday as well at 8 p.m live on facebook their jackpot is currently at four and a half thousand or sorry four thousand four hundred uh longwood gfc is also on a monday night at half eight it's probably the most popular night for uh, the lot was by the looks of it um their jackpot is back to 800 euro because they had a jackpot winner of seven and a half thousand a couple of weeks back. They didn't tell me who it was, but whoever it was, that was a lovely little win for them. Seven and a half grand. So Longwood starts back at 800 this Monday night. Minolte GFC still hasn't been won and theirs is capped at 15,000. So um, I know you were saying on last week's show, Mickey, about holding out to maybe 18, 19,000. Um, the, the Minolte uh, gang says you better not do that because it'll never reach that because it's capped at 15,000. Their draw takes place in two hours. So if you're listening to this on a Sunday night, uh, it's probably took place or a Monday or any other time, but it takes place on a Sunday night at 9 p.m. Uh, and they said they'd love to see it one. I don't know how true that is, but... Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek there, but Jesus, so, Davey, so that's the, it's capped at 15. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right, well, that's it. We better win it this week or next week. Yeah. I was I was holding out. I was just holding out till it got big enough. Yeah, Kieran was saying we'd have been waiting a while, all right, if we had to. Another one capped at, this time at 12,000, is St. Peter's Dunboyne, um, until it's won, obviously. They had no winner of last week's one, but they had three 50 euro winners. Um, theirs takes place every Saturday. Um, last one on my radar for the moment is Drumbara GFC. It takes place Monday night, 9 p.m. live on Drums TV. And tomorrow night's jackpot is 1,700 euro. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. I have two uh, um, came in again, secretary there, um, Declan Kinsler from um, Central Hint, just letting us know. Hi, Michael and David. The Sedgerton GFC lotto is 8,700 next Monday, the 22nd of February. And uh, the draw takes place every Monday night, as we know. And they have five lucky dip winners each week of 25 euro if it's not one. And the maximum jackpot is 10,000. Reverts back to 1,000 if it is one. The lotto can be done online on their Smart Lotto account. So that's one. And then the, the Bell Jelly got in contact with me. He didn't contact you, Davy, for some reason. Um, I think he's afraid of you these days. He's afraid of me. Um, if you think, uh, the, the, let me just see. He, says, he asked me to, he says, if you think about it later, Mickey, will you give our our own lotto a, a, a little bit of a, a, 
a shout out. And this is, of course, I will, Jelly. So Simon Stone's lotto is 5,000 at the moment. There was no lotto jockpot winner last week and there was no match three winners. So the lucky dips went to, wait you hear this, Dan Keane, Roseanne and Jim Lane and Anne Quinn, like the three people who spend most of their time in Simonson, won the three lucky dips. So, um, yeah, it is 5,000. So, and that can be done on the club lotto as well, on the club app as well. So you go on there to, um, I'm just trying to remember what the name of the app is. Uh, I have it on my phone for me. Bloody um, uh, clubs app, sorry. So, so go on to clubs app and you'll be able to uh, do the Simonson lotto, 5,000 euro. Absolutely brilliant. That's great. We have that done. And uh, David, we'll move on now to our Instagram interactive. Um, was it busy this week on the Instagram? Extremely busy. Probably our busiest week so far this year, Mickey. Um, oh, right. And Robert Perfield, one of our regular contributors, is in with a question. And he says, any good bacon recipes? And whilst I was replying to him, I said the one to contact is, in fairness, PS Tapes, Paddy Stapleton. Because yeah. his Instagram at the minute is just incredible. The amount of food and bacon he's doing at home—it's uh, it's top notch. I know, I know you'd like uh, like a bit of bacon too, Mickey. So you might have a secret recipe for us. Are we talking about bacon or baking? <laughs> baking, baking. I ah, know. Give me bacon every day. And um, <laughs> bacon, uh, baking. I'm not a big fan of. I like making a bit of bread here and there, but uh, no. P.S. Tapes. That is the man um, for, for 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 the baking and. And for the bacon as well, because he 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 took starters, main courses, and desserts. Yeah, definitely. Peter Duffy just said Liverpool are shite. Well, right, okay, and he's right, but like you know, actually, it's funny because I, I I was um I was on Twitter earlier on and and I saw a few Liverpool supporters, and one that I'll mention is another Bino, is Bino Hanlon, and uh, a couple of the lads um were winding them up, and it's so funny when 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 Liverpool. Uh, um, supporters get wound up because they just go off and, and poor Albino was being he was being wound up there by a few lads and no Liverpool are finished no sure you know Klopp is after he does this with every club he he goes in and and, and he maximizes what the, their work effort for two or three years and then they and then they um they die of death and and a whole lot like they can't play at that level of performance for more than two or three seasons and poor Albino was having none of it and he and he went off and won and they were trying to explain that the reason why Liverpool have so many um, injured players is because that they're being overworked and that they've been uh, that they're just starting to break down now from 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 all the running that they've done over the last few years. But yeah, um, Peter Duffy could be right, but who am I to say he's right? Because Man United haven't won a trophy in a few years. Liverpool have won a few. Um, Colin McAreevy just said any sign of a Liverpool fan lately. So you've obviously <laughs> seen a few of them, maybe not in person, but you've seen a couple of them surfacing. Yeah, yeah, they surfaced today, and and and, and somebody must have just said, you know, something that got under their nerves, and they all came out from under the rocks, and uh, they started to bite. So there was a lot of being fishing being done, and they started to bite. So a lot of bait was thrown out. Well, this could be a bite in itself, and it's from Fergal Gibney, and he says thoughts on the Man United uh, game in the Champions League last week. I don't know, is, is he a Liverpool <laughs> fan? But <laughs> your thoughts on it? You're a Man United fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, can't remember the last time United played in the Champions League. That's the only thing. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it ruins my Thursday nights. So <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking well used to them, Mickey. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Um, these six o'clock kickoffs and everything, they just throw you off and you could be playing and you could be 
you may as well be playing in Balnebracky where some of the venues are. But anyway, the way the way my week goes, oh. I only get certain nights where myself and and, and, my, and my, my girlfriend are able to uh, see each other or whatever, like, because you know we both have separate families and whatever. So, um, so Thursday night is one of our nights, and Man United playing Thursday, so I don't get to watch United playing on Thursday night. So the, sooner get, much. the sooner they get back into the Premier or into the uh, Champions League, the better for me. <laughs> um, Tom O'Connor is next up, and he said, "Did Rispin slide into Woodsy's DMs?" <laughs> I, I said I did yeah. on several times, several occasions. <laughs> that was that was peak Davy Rispin, in fairness. Um, to put that up, like how long after? Maybe a year. Two oh years no, yeah, it's more. It's probably and, two or three years. I've actually met her twice. I met her in Blackpool as well, um, and then obviously in the City West in, in Dublin. But uh, yeah, did she remember you? Ah, she did. Yeah, she said hello, Davy, straight away. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> How's the like, podcast going? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did, um, did, did she not re- reply to any of your text messages? No. Uh, no, she's she's blocked me on a lot of things. That's why I put it up on Twitter because Instagram, she's completely you know distanced yeah. herself from me. So yeah, that 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 was. The... Is she is she married? Is she, I, uh, is she no, married? she's not. No, I don't think so. Has she a has she a, a significant daughter? I, I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, okay, well, Davy, look, keep her going. Keep her going. A couple of the lads text me and they were like, "Oh, we'll we'll get her in a court in Jersey yet." <laughs> <laughs> oh lord it's um, in any GA jersey <laughs> yeah um, Matthew Brennan he said prediction for the leagues and championships and I asked him club or county and he just said both oof, um, oof. well we've done all our predictions for for um, for me on, on the championships but um, when it comes to the leagues you know for me, in the league, you can't probably look past Summerhill and Kells. Summerhill will be a huge panel. Simonson again this year with Sean Tobin being available all year for Simonson League and Championship. That could mean uh, that could be a boost for him because Simonson usually are in the top three or four. So that the fact that they have him for the rest of the year would be good. Um, and Podge McKeever, obviously. Then, as I said, Summerhill are always there thereabouts when it comes to the league because they've got a great panel of great strength and depth. Um, the Kells are always there, so like they're my three for the league. Maybe Dunboyne um, as well. Uh, well, no, actually, no, no, I don't, I'm not putting Dunboyne in the top three for the league. Um, and then Championship, Rathout, Dunboyne, Simonstown, Kells, and um, so Summerhill, maybe fifth. Jeez, um, you've, you've left slim pickings, Mickey. You're, you're after picking four or five teams for both. <laughs> no, but we, no, but I'm going by what we said last week and the week before. Do you remember? Give me one, this? give me one for each. One for each. Hmm. Okay. One for league and um, one for championship. Kells for league. Um, and for the championship, I'm actually going to go Simon's team with Colin O'Rourke back in, in, uh, uh, as manager. Um, and for inter-county league and championship? For, Division one. In, probably, I, I can't see Kerry being beaten in the league again. I, I, I would go for Kerry in the league. And then... Championship is a little bit a little bit more open. A lot of retirees in, in Dublin this year. Um, and, you know, their big personalities to take away from a training field. Mm. So they are. Now, the other lads have obviously come on in leaps and bounds and you're, they are the new leaders, the likes of your Fenton's, your Kilkenny's and your O'Callaghan's and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, Dublin. <laughs> 
after all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to give a reason for somebody else winning the championship, but I just can't see it. Alex Keane said, has Jimmy left? Hey, hey, what? you, you, your turn. Um, League and Championship in Mead. And then, I, uh, I was going to say we could get a podcast out of this. We could do the runners and riders, dark horses, you know, players to watch. I don't want to spill too much. Obviously, last week I said Dunboyne and win the senior championship in Mead. Um, uh, league, I wouldn't, I, I'd be of the same right. opinion as you. I wouldn't deviate too far from Gil Colum Kill now, to be honest with you. Yeah, so what we'll do then is, what we'll do is, we'll do a full podcast on it. We'll do junior, intermediate, senior. Yeah, the leagues, okay. division one the le- to five. Leagues, the leagues, division one to five, the championships, and we'll do, we'll do, we'll do each, each um, province as well, and, and the provincial winners, and then all Ireland winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really good. good, really good idea. Thanks for putting the idea in our head. <laughs> I actually text him that I said geez there's, there's a podcast in there somewhere so cheers for that um, Alex Keane sorry was was the next one and he said has Jimmy left the Mead football panel after a day and joined Wexford well partly we've, <laughs> we've already described that he has but he hasn't left the Mead panel he has joined Wexford though but I think that's all fairly finalised I think isn't it it's fairly finalised uh, pretty finalised Um <laughs> And, and you have this from good good source, have you? Yeah, I won't reveal, but yeah, very good source. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, okay. Well, then be it on your head, JV Wispin, be it on your head. Yeah, I'll go in and I'll go in and play goalkeeper if he doesn't. <laughs> well, Jesus, poor El Mead. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I nearly joked. What? Um, on to sadder issues, unfortunately, from Tom O'Connor and Quinn's being knocked down for a apartments some great times in there with Mead fans and may I add Mickey some great times in there with Westlife fans as well I went into a Westlife concert there last year the year before and it was about 99% women in there um, and they were even queuing up for the toilets the male toilets it was just mad whereas normally when you go in I would always make my business to go up there for all Ireland final day no matter who's playing and it's just it's just a zoo or a jungle in there, Mickey. It's going to be a massive, massive loss. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, you weren't looking at the camera when you started off. And uh, when, when you mentioned Westlife, my, my, my hand went towards the computer here to cut to mute you. And then, and then I thought, hang on, there's method in this young man's madness. <laughs> and then you mentioned the fact that it was 95% women, 5% men in, in, um, in Queens. And then I went... I thought of my, I thought of my <laughs> <laughs> respect, uh, but but it is terribly sad news because the big tree obviously closed uh, last summer as well. So yeah. maybe two of the great GA pubs around Crow Park now gone, Mickey. Yeah, absolutely, and many a uh, many a good memory I have, like of all Ireland final days, and um, going up there, and um, ninety six, ninety nine, uh, going up for Leinster finals, going up for ninety one. I was only a kid at the time, but we would have went up on buses <laughs> and sure. Tr- all of the supporters would have went into the into the Quins and would have went into the big tree and whatever. And you know the the crack was always just mighty, and you wouldn't get your your bag of crisps, your bag of potato, and it was actually king crisps that you get, and you'd get a, a Fanta orange or a club orange, yeah. Um, and then in later years, then like ninety six, ninety nine, going up and, and having your few pints and whatever, two thousand and one, yeah, uh, great memories. Shame to see both of them gone now. Yeah, absolutely. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. 
blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there, the neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 955 1910. Next one up is from Jake McCredden over in Nafina and he said, uh, nicest club jersey in the county. And I just said, this question could not be better <laughs> timed. Now, Davey, I'll just, um, I'll just hold this up. This is a printout of every... <laughs> right there, Mickey. We, um, who was it that sent that message Alan Tormey, who else? Alan. Alan no, no, um, Alan sent us the jersey, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, Jake McCredden sent the message in. Yeah, Jake, um, w- would you believe this week on our Loyal Royals podcast, we are going to be uh, rating every Mead jersey from 60 to 1. Um, we're going to break it down into segments of 20. We'll do 20 to 1 numerically, and we're going to do two groups. Well, I'm going to do two groups because I don't want to offend anybody um, of 20. The middle group and then the bottom group of jerseys. So um, might even just say, this is the jersey I would not like to wear the most and have that at number 60. <laughs> then a group of 19 jerseys and a group. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's coming up this week on our Lyle Royals podcast. And there's going to be huge interest in this because there's a lot of follow-up questions about the jerseys. But the first one is from Brendan Byrne over in Balnebracchi. And he said, random one, but Carneros jerseys, yay or nay? And I actually did a poll, Mickey, as I often do with these, to see what our We Are Mead uh, listeners thought about the Carneros jersey. Putting up a picture, obviously, so they could have a good look at it. Um, and a very interesting result. So... 35% think it's a nice jersey, but 65% don't. And that breaks down to 126 think it is, 236 think it's not. So a um, bit like Marmite, the Carnross jersey. Um, I can see the pros and cons to it, but dole hoops, Mickey, sometimes doesn't yeah. strike a chord with certain people. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes you look fatter. Um, you know, the hoops. Stripes, maybe, but hoops, no. Um, not very... Um, pleasing on the eye um yeah i'd be of that i'd be of that ilk as well and that percentage of like and dislike towards the jersey great club great people um they just need to sort that jersey <laughs> zach griffin said if hell's jerseys aren't top of the list it's corrupt mm, yeah it's going to be up there but look you'll have yeah. to see you'll have to listen to the podcast um you know they're they're going with two hoops on that bloody jersey, so they are, and that that can take away from it a lot. So it can, um, you know, I, I yeah, but I do. I have. I, I'm looking at it here in front of me, and uh, it is it is quite a nice nice jersey. I let you in on a secret. It's not going to be my number one. Likewise, Susan Farrell is next up, but she says, "I hope you like the horses." Two laughing faces. Hashtag Jersey posts because of course <laughs> Ballinox sponsor is. Um, is a stables or is a is a racing um sponsorship so they have a picture of their horse on their jersey it actually works quite well i think when you look at it yeah yeah it's it's, it's not bad um it's it, it's different um but you know again we have to wait and see see how it goes uh, you know it's a kind of a shadow of uh, um of a horse on the front of it so yeah, yeah. jack walsh um 
probably thinking that we're bringing in all sorts of jerseys here, but but he just said OMP jerseys are class, and you know the the Buff Egan yeah kind of signal as well. Yeah, he, he's right. Uh, have you seen them the OMP jerseys? No, I I know the oh. old ones, the red ones, but yeah, we've gone we're red and black and, and a little bit of white, so we are uh, as well. But uh, the new jerseys are just he's right. Like and Jack played with us a couple of years ago. I hope he's coming back to OMP again this year or whatever. But um, yeah, oh, they are. They're just they're stunning, stunning jersey. You'd wear it like down the town if it wasn't a soccer jersey. Jake Smith just said the Minolte jerseys, and he is the one where like the drool is coming out of the mouth. You know them emojis. So uh, he thinks that's a class jersey. And Evan Connor got in touch, and he said the new Vincent's jerseys and training tops with the hot emoji. We haven't seen like those so we can't really comment on them to be honest with you we only have to go with what's in front of us and to be honest with you this was a bone of contention for me because out in court and we have two class new jerseys but and I know in Balnebracchi they do as well and their old jersey I couldn't call it class but if it's not on the page I think that's that's going to be the the criteria isn't it Mickey? Yeah like we're, we're going with the jerseys that we got from last year and um, from the different uh uh Design designers like O'Neill's or Masita or whatever the clubs use to get their GEA jerseys. So we can't include like you 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 wanted to bring in the two um, Courtown jerseys, and I says no, they're new jerseys. That's that's not fair because we don't have every club's new jersey um, for 2021. And in fairness, the two um, Courtown jerseys for 2021 are gorgeous, and they would have been high up the list. Um, but unfortunately, we can't use them, so you're going to be way down the list. Ah, I don't know about that. I think we'll do a bit better on with our old jersey than Blanda Bracky said. Yeah, but <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, Mark Havlin's next, and he said Simon Finn convinced the postman has his Valentine's card. <laughs> yeah, there's a few, there's a few postmen out there. I think the Rob Doll mine as well. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> And Davey, how yeah. many did you get? I that'd be telling Mickey. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I Secret. think the postman might have mine as well. Secret admirers. <laughs> um, Robert Perfield is back in about the jerseys as well. This is going to be huge, Mickey. This podcast, I can just tell already. Um, he goes, "Will you be taking in change jerseys into account?" Which you've already answered. No. Um, he, he said also Masita versus O'Neills, and that kind of does open up a little bit of a competition between the two, doesn't? It? Because they predominantly are the two. Suppliers of jerseys in County Mead. Yeah, so what we'll have to do is when we when, when we have our jerseys done at the end of it, then you know you can have a look and say, oh, that's a Masita and that's a, an O'Neill's. So you know by doing this, uh, this this exercise with all these jerseys, it will narrow it down for us. Yeah. yeah. Ger Morgan said best to worst club grounds, and I I kind of cheekily said that we did this, and he was like, no, you didn't. You did the top 25. And I just explained to him, I said, look, there's no need defending certain teams and and grounds and facilities because they're not, you know, you can't put someone bottom and you don't know why they're bottom. Do you know what I mean, Mickey? It's different with a jersey. I have no problem saying to someone, your jersey's shite because, you know, that's that's your own lookout. But if your ground is shite, there's, you know, there could be other things at play there. So it's not, I don't think it's overly fair to criticise too many counties. What That's we, why we what, picked our top 25. What we will do, though, on the on the grounds is, is do the pitches, surfaces. Now, there are a good few surfaces that we may have never been to that we'll have to visit, Davey. Um, 
you know, just just to have checked them out, like even just to walk them. Um, but there, well, there'll be a few. Not wouldn't be too many, but there'll be a few. Um, yeah, we might do a road trip some Saturday or something, Mickey, when the when the evenings get bright and we'll go out and try and get to as many club grounds as we possibly can in the county. That'd be something. Yeah, hundred percent. We could we could do something for charity. Maybe jog them all. Oh, no, hang on. What am I on about? <laughs> I wouldn't jog from here. To That's crazy talk. <laughs> um, we'll do something. Yeah. Tom is on a roll this week, but this one uh, said that this day last year was the start of a great weekend in Kerry. In brackets, well, apart from the result of the game, Jesus, yeah, a year ago today, what a what a weekend that was down in Clarny. Yeah, you boys went on a bit of a road trip. You had uh, didn't you have the meet under twenties first in 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 Parnell Park, and then you went on down to Killarney and you met up with Mickey Newman, I believe, uh, as well that night. And uh, you also met up with somebody else. Um, I think Campo was injured as well, wasn't he out as well? He was. Yeah, and you met up with somebody who listens to the podcast as well. And, oh, there was uh, a good few. Dumboyne lads, you met the Dumboyne lads. Yeah, lads. yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, right. a, a great crack, and hopefully, look, we can we can do all of that again fairly soon. Please God, um, Daniel Coyne. I think this is the best one in the Trim versus Balnebracky saga. He said Balnebracky Juniors looking for a challenge against the Trim Intermediates. <laughs> <laughs> that is good <laughs> yeah yeah um, that's that's definitely going to uh, was that Coiner was it yeah well not 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 Kevin no Daniel Coyne <laughs> oh pups that's the yeah, pups um, that's 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 a good one yeah <laughs> um, the one and only PS Tapes got in, in in the nick of time with this one, literally with minutes to spare. And he said, who's the most famous person you've met? Mine is either Lou Reed or Sarah Jessica Parker. Wow, he's met Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm a bit jealous of him now. Be a huge fan of hers. Holy hell. Gee, man, Did I you know that? No, I didn't know that. I didn't know he met Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, where would you met Sarah Jessica Parker? Where? Funny. Yeah. I don't know where, but that's <laughs> uh, a good one then. Jeez, I didn't realise he had met Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, who's the most famous person I am at? Uh, Steve Staunton, maybe. Uh... <laughs> I, I've actually met Steve Staunton as well. Yeah, he signed a jersey for me in Navin when I was about eight, I think. Um... Um, I, I've met all the... You know me, Mickey, with darts. I have a big interest in darts. Like I met Eric Bristow and Gary Anderson and Phil Taylor and Van Barneveld and Van Gerwen and all of those guys. You know, would you class them as well? I suppose they are. Um, struggling though, struggling to think. <laughs> yeah, same, same as like Brian Smith actually got in touch with us after that question. He says, "Kit Tool from Batterstown, living legend." <laughs> <laughs> Sean Boylan, I met Sean Boylan, and that is just. Uh... That is class. Actually, um, I met a couple of like, well, look, a couple of my heroes. Um, Steve, yeah. Steve uh, Wall from the Stunning. I've met him a couple of times. Met him on a plane once. Freaked him out, but that was class. Um, he, he that was brilliant meeting him. Um, the Levelers. I'm just trying to think who else. I I, I can't think. I can't think of uh, too many. I haven't really. Met anybody famous? I don't think I've met Laura Woods, Mickey. I don't know. You met, you know yeah, that. you yeah. met Laura Woods. I met Colin O'Rourke. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You've got dropped by Colin O'Rourke. That's that's <laughs> up on, there. On that note, <laughs> oh my um, 
Davies after whacking his head off the wall, he jumped backwards. Uh, David, yeah, no, that's a really good question, Paddy. I'm going to have to uh, think about that and just see if there, if I went from missing anybody. Did I ever meet anybody famous at all? Um, that's going to be a good one, so it is. But uh, yeah, um, that was pretty cool. And um, Davey, again, just to remind our listeners that we're going to on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we are going to be doing the one to sixty on the lead jerseys, and we're going to be rating them. Um, and we'll be doing our top 20. Um, we don't want to offend anybody. So, uh, well, we will. We'll be offending one. I'll be offending one by saying that this is the worst jersey in the county. And then I'll be saying there's a group of jerseys around that that are very close to being the worst. Um, but we'll also be doing our, continuing with our 10 best series, we'll be doing uh, Bechtel's 10 best since 2010. And, you know, that'll be an interesting one, Davey. They have won a junior championship in that time. And uh, they've had a couple of big scalps in intermediate. And, you know, are probably underperforming a little bit in, in, in intermediate uh, levels. Yeah, they, they've done really well um, in the decade, I suppose, because I know for the early part of the decade, they were always banging on the door and they would have been, in many people's eyes, the favourites for a championship every year, but they sort of flattered to deceive. Eventually, they got over the line, I think it was in 2016, um, when they beat their neighbours, Dunsany. And they've managed to establish themselves as an intermediate club. And maybe, as you say, just haven't kicked on to the extent that we would have expected them to. But a lot of the players which are going to probably feature in our best 10 are still going strong. Do you know what I mean? So um, there's plenty more to come from them. And really looking forward to this one. Really, really tough one to pick, I think. Yeah, yeah, it really will be. And uh, we are looking forward to that. Uh, I think that's it for the this week on the podcast. Davey, have you got anything else? No, that's it for me. Okay, well, just before we finish up, I would like to take this opportunity to send our condolences to the Clark family of uh, Simon Soon Lane um, uh, as Mickey Clark, the legend that is, uh, passed away this week. Simon Soon, um, man, and, and one of the founders of Simon Soon Gales. Uh, <clears throat> just all I can say is he was an absolute legend. He's part of my life since I was a little nipper going out to Simon's Town. Um, his brother Joe predeceased him and and, and, and his uh, his sister and, and brother are still alive and it's just uh, it's just an, at the end of a of an era in Simonson he was he was just a, an absolute legend and I just wanted to sign off by saying thanks for all the memories Mickey Clark and and, and you made Simonson what it is today and you passed it on to the the people that came after you in in, in, in great stead and, and, and we hope that you're smiling down on Simonstone up there and that, you know, that Simonstone continues to make you proud. Thanks a million, Mickey.